just the skill of being a podcaster has created quite a few streams of income for me. It is up to you as a podcaster to pitch yourself for the opportunities because early on, they aren't just going to appear. People are not going to just reach out to you. You need to pitch yourself. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 188 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. This week, we're continuing our series on the business of podcasting. In this episode, I'm sharing six ways you can monetize your podcast. Most people assume that host-read ads are the only way they can make money from their podcast, but that's far from the truth. In fact, it's possible to make $10,000 a month or more as an independent podcaster. Before we dive into the rest of this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps others like you discover our show so we can continue to help them launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script with six ways you can monetize your podcast. As a small independent podcaster, it's absolutely possible for you to earn $10,000 a month or more on a consistent basis without any gimmicks and without thinking you need to run ads like the large celebrity-sized podcasters do. In fact, the companies that work with those large podcasters want to run ads with a podcast that has tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of downloads every month. And if you aren't quite there yet, don't worry because there are other ways for you to earn a living using your podcast. And there are two reasons I would say most podcasters aren't doing that yet. First, it's because they don't know how. They think the only way they can earn income on a podcast is through ads with large companies. And second, it's because they give up too soon. They are not consistent and motivated enough to build the foundation that's required to earn a great living on a consistent basis. They give up right before their podcasts are about to take off. So In this episode of the She's Off Script podcast, I'm walking you through six viable ways that you can actually earn a living using your podcast. These aren't just ideas. These are ways that I myself over the past five years have earned a living using my She's Off Script podcast. Also, I'm going to list these options in order of how easy it's going to be for you to control when you start earning an income from those options. Some of these are going to be dependent on external factors, and I will break it down in detail as we go through them. All right, so let's kick off with number six, which is affiliate marketing. I'm sure you've heard of this in a lot of different contexts, but you may not know how it applies to podcasting. So let me first of all, break down what affiliate marketing is and show you how I'm using it in my own business. And hopefully that gives you some ideas of how you can implement it as you are growing your podcast. So put simply, affiliate marketing is a form of relationship marketing where I can recommend a product to a friend or family member. And if that family member purchases that product or service, the person selling the product or service as a thank you to me will give me a portion of whatever my friend or family member spent to purchase that product or service. Now, this happens at no additional cost to the person you recommended the product or service to. 
typically sellers will give you an opportunity or a way to generate a link that is unique to you so they can tell that whoever purchased the product or service was recommended by you. Typically, there are platforms like Thrivecart, for example, where I, as a recommender, I, as an affiliate partner, can go on there and see how much traffic have I sent to the seller and how much have I earned as a result of the traffic I've sent to them? How much have I earned as a result of people actually purchasing from them? So in my business, this has taken on a lot of different forms. There are products and services that I use on a regular basis that are helpful to me as a business owner that I have shared with you all over the years, whether it's software that I use every day, for example, ClickUp is software that I've mentioned to you guys over and over again. And on ClickUp's platform, they give you a way to generate an affiliate link. They give you the opportunity to become an affiliate partner. I put that affiliate link into the description box under my YouTube videos, in the show notes, under my podcast episodes, wherever I talk about it, I will send you to that link. And if you choose to subscribe to one of their tiers, I will then be rewarded by getting a cut of that. If I do that enough times, it could actually turn into a substantial amount of income. However, I'm not actively promoting any one product or service. So the income comes in sporadically, but tiny drops of water create an ocean. So not only have I done it with software, I've done it whenever people have asked, what podcast mic do you use? I have an affiliate link for it. And when I give you the affiliate link, you purchase it. I get a cut back from the seller as a thank you for sending them a new customer. Now, this has taken several forms, as I said. Another example of how this also has worked in my favor is I've taken a lot of courses over the years to learn skills that have been instrumental in me growing my business. One of them has been an ads course. You may or may not have seen Abu's face on the internet and his face chased me around the internet so often that I realized, wow, this guy actually knows what he's doing when it comes to ads. I took his ads course. It was amazing. And now I recommend it to other people who are thinking about taking an ads course. Now he gives his students the ability to become affiliates. And I do have a booze course link in the description box or in the show notes under my podcast episodes or my YouTube videos. And anytime somebody clicks that, I will get an email from Abu saying, thank you for the referral. Here's $200. If I do that enough times, that adds up to a significant amount every single month. And Abu's course is not the only one that I have taken or recommended over the years. So let's turn this back on you. What are the products and services that you are using on a daily basis in whatever niche your podcast is in? If it's a helpful tool to have, if it's instrumental in growing or improving, whatever it is that you are talking about as a podcaster, start 
aren't recommending it. This is extremely prevalent in the beauty influencer space, I would say, where if someone sees a beauty or a fashion influencer online and asks them, where, what kind of lipstick are you wearing or where did you get that outfit? They have a link ready for you that's an affiliate link and they will send you wherever to purchase it and they get a cut back from whatever you spend. So that is absolutely a viable way for you to earn a living on day one. In particular, if there's a high ticket piece of equipment in your space that's just fundamental to doing whatever it is that you do, start recommending it because you don't need a lot of people to have heard about you in order to recommend it. If you recommend it to five people a month, that is enough to start to earn a good living from just affiliate linking. And as I mentioned before, you may want to implement a combination of some of the options I'll be sharing with you today because there are some seasons where affiliate revenue is going to be higher than some of the other revenues that I'm sharing with you today. But take your time as you are implementing these. You don't have to do them all at once, but once you get the hang of affiliate marketing, then you can tack on the next thing. So then number five on the list is going to be to productize your knowledge through digital products. This is something that once again, is not new, but you may not know how to apply it as a podcaster. Now, whatever it is you're talking about as a podcaster, I'm sure it is helpful to your audience, and I'm sure that they would like something tangible as far as the knowledge that you have so they can take it away and potentially replicate whatever it is that you have going on. So a very simple place to start is to create digital PDF templates that you can put up on your site for sale. If you don't want to create a website for yourself, you can go to sites like Gumroad and all you do is create an account, upload your digital product and tell Gumroad where to send your money when people purchase from you. So think back, what are the things that you are good at that people are always asking you, how do you do it? And find ways to productize those things. So in my world, this is what it has looked like. I have a podcast where I talk about business building and many of you have approached me. We've talked one-on-one about business building and I only have capacity to help so many of you on a one-on-one basis. This led me to create the Side Business Lab, which is a course that allows me to serve many people and show them how to go from idea to their first customer in the form of a digital course. Now, with the Side Business Lab, it's a little bit of a hybrid because there is a weekly in-person component to it. However, you don't need to do that. You could just have a straight up course that people can take at their own pace and that's it, right? I also have created a membership before that we currently have a waiting list for if you're interested in joining, but Boss Off Script was a great way for me to gather a community of people who are like-minded and who are building businesses, right? This was a good way for us to bounce ideas off of each other as we were building our businesses. 
cards. I've done that because that is a need that my community expressed that they had. I've also had a lot of you in my DMs asking me, how did you start the podcast? Which is why I've decided to launch a podcasting course. It's currently in its beta testing mode with our first cohort. But if you want to be a part of our next cohort, be sure to join the waitlist. I will leave the link in the description box if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio version of this, it will be in the show notes. But another digital product that I've decided to include within the course is templates. A lot of you have asked how I'm able to get the layout of the video podcast that I share on YouTube or the layout of the clips that I share on Instagram and across social media or the carousels that I share on Instagram, whatever it may be, I've decided to bundle up all of my templates and offer it to those who are in the course when it launches. So stay tuned for that because I'm pouring all of my knowledge into that podcasting course. But do you see how paying attention to the needs of your community and solving a problem for them can be a great source of revenue for you as a podcaster? You don't only have to talk about what it is you you're passionate about, but you can create additional, more in-depth resources around those passions and hobbies that you talk about, and your community will absolutely support by purchasing them if they are valuable enough, right? So this next option for building 10K months as a podcaster is a prime example of starting exactly where you are, and that's speaking engagements. As a podcaster, you are already speaking on a very consistent basis, and the more you practice, the more you are honing your craft as a speaker. While you may not be recording in front of a live studio audience, you're probably in your closet in a room by yourself recording your podcast, but it isn't that much of a leap that you could speak in front of an audience, whether it's within a corporation. There are so many corporations that plan employee engagement or enrichment activities around a plethora of topics, whether it's mental health, whether it's speaking skills, whatever it is, you could put yourself in front of those corporations and let them know, hey, I'm a podcaster that speaks about X, Y, and Z, and this is how it would help your employees if I could share my expertise with them. Now, if you pitch yourself correctly, right, you need to learn how it is that you can do that. You should be able to do it right off the bat because you're already an expert and you're already speaking about it. You can go in front of crowds, no matter what the size is, and get paid to do so. They don't all have to be free engagements and you don't have to have a portfolio necessarily of live speaking engagements in order to get paid because your portfolio is your podcast, right? You've shown people that you have the ability to clearly communicate whatever it is that you talk about within your niche. If you're interested in digging a little bit deeper into this option, in episode 135 of the She's Off Script podcast, we had Rhonda Khan on and she is a public speaking coach and she gave some amazing tips on how you can start your public speaking career. So check that episode out and you can absolutely from day one of your podcast use this as a way to build your 10k months. So for me personally within my business in addition of course to being invited to be a guest on other people's podcasts I've also been invited to keynote at people's conferences and galas. I've been asked to join virtual conferences to give workshops I've been asked to moderate and ask questions because I do it pretty well, if I do say so myself, 
on my own podcast. So I've also been invited out to moderate panels when people are having events and conferences. So already just the skill of being a podcaster has created quite a few streams of income for me. It is up to you as a podcaster to pitch yourself for the opportunities because early on, they aren't just going to appear. People are not going to just reach out to you. You need to pitch yourself. And once again, your podcast is your portfolio. So don't be shy about putting yourself in spaces or putting yourself in front of people raising your hand. Because even if the answer isn't yes today, next year when they're having that conference, because these events tend to be recurring, you are on a short list or they already know of you and you will improve and fine tune your pitch over time. So check out that episode with Rhonda. I think it was very helpful. All right, so we are halfway through the list and if you're already getting ideas and you're feeling like, yes, I can do this, I want you to put 10K podcaster in the comments because number one, saying it out loud and admitting it to yourself is the first step towards making it a reality. And number two, who knows, you may meet other podcasts who are on the same journey as you are, and you can create a community where you support each other as you are growing multiple streams of revenue that enable the podcast that you are building right now to become a great source of income for you. So 10K Podcaster, put it in the comments and I'll see you in there. And if you do have a podcast, put a link to your podcast in the comments because I'd love to check it out. So number four, I would hope is obvious, but some of us are hesitant to do this. It's Pitch your own products and services on your podcast. If you are a business owner in particular who sells clothing, who sells products, who sells software, whatever it is you sell, don't be afraid to talk about whatever it is on your podcast. Whether you have formal ad breaks within your show like the big podcasters do or you want to just drop the fact that it exists within the course of your conversation, actively within the course of your conversation, similar to what I did with sharing that I do have a podcasting course in development right now, in beta right now, share whatever it is that you're doing naturally within the course of conversation so it doesn't feel like you're making a hard sell, but at the same time, people need to learn that it's part of the fabric of who you are, that you do have these products and services that you're offering. So you may have to shed your fear of being out there about what it is that you sell because people almost expect that if you're a podcaster earning a living, that you are earning a living in some way. Let them know what it is. Let them know how they can support you because if you are providing them with value, they are thankful for the value that you're providing them and they wanna know if it's not them who's gonna purchase whatever you have to offer. It might be that they're gonna recommend it to a friend or a family. And in fact, taking it back to the top of this list, perhaps you can make your audience affiliates of your products and services, give them an incentive to share what it is that you sell with others. So even if they aren't the ones who ultimately will be purchasing, they will be incentivized to help you grow your business. So consider doing that and don't be shy about selling whatever it is that you sell 
on your own show, right? This is your free real estate to do with as you please. Well, at the end of the day, there needs to be a balance of you giving value to your audience and selling what you do. You do need to sell in some way, shape or form. Okay, so we're getting there. Number two is shared ad revenue on YouTube. This only works if your podcast is actually a video podcast that you post on YouTube in addition to the audio that you're sharing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else. YouTube is unique in the podcasting space because you could share your video podcast in the same way you would share any other video on YouTube. And according to YouTube, if you're able to get a thousand subscribers, and at least at the time I'm recording this, 4,000 public watch hours on YouTube, you are eligible to receive 55% of whatever advertisers pay YouTube when they put ads on your video. Now, YouTube does not care how many subscribers you have. You could have a one podcast video go viral. You only have five subscribers, but a million people have seen that one video and you get 55% of all the ad revenue that anyone pays YouTube to put ads on your video. Podcasts tend to be longer. This one, for example, on average is 30 minutes long, which means it gives YouTube the ability to place at least three ads on each video, at least, right? So if you are a podcaster on this platform, your video attracts a lot of eyes because the platform doesn't necessarily care who you are. They just care what it is that you have to say, what it is that you have to offer. If you have the answer to someone's question, you will be found on this platform. So be strategic about the kinds of podcast episodes that you are creating, especially if you intend to leverage search engine optimization, SEO, to be found on a platform like YouTube by your audience that's looking to get their question answered or that's looking to be entertained in the way that you entertain. So be mindful of that. And if you are able to create a podcast that's engaging enough on YouTube, you can share in the revenue that YouTube has for its creators. Now, the reason that this is towards the end of the list is because you don't necessarily have any control over when you can start earning the ad revenue. You need to get the 1,000 subscribers. You need to get the 4,000 watch hours before that will get turned on for you. And that's not entirely within your control. While you can pitch yourself for a speaking engagement, while you can create an affiliate link and start sharing links to high ticket programs and equipment that you're using, you won't be able to determine when you hit that 1,000 subscriber milestone. However, what you can do is be consistent about putting out content so that there are more chances for a video to do well or to go viral, right? So eventually though, it will happen given that most podcasts are being released either daily, weekly, or in some instances, monthly. So it will happen for you 
faster if you're being consistent on YouTube. Which brings me to number one on the list, which is brand partnerships. So you see what I mean by the fact that it isn't entirely in your control when you can start making money from brand partnerships because you need to be able to give a brand your statistics. You need to be able to show them that if they invest in your podcast, they will get a return, a return in the form of eyes and audience who actually is engaged with your show that trusts what it is that you are sharing and that if you were to share the brand with your audience, they would potentially purchase. There's no guarantee, of course, but you need to be able to demonstrate that to a brand before they're going to actually sponsor your show. Now, once again, this isn't a hypothetical. I've had brands as an independent creator who have sponsored videos on my She's Off Script YouTube channel. If you've been listening to this podcast or watching this podcast for a while, you know that I haven't had a sponsored podcast episode, but it is something that I'm working more on this season. But what I have seen other podcasters do who are independent is, for example, if they are a personal finance podcast, they will have a finance-based company sponsor the entire season or half the season for their podcast. And that means you don't have to go through the headache of switching out the sponsor for every single episode because as independent podcasters, we don't have a lot of bandwidth to do the dynamic insertion that other podcasters with much more resources do. By dynamic insertion, if you're not familiar, I mean the fact that certain podcast platforms are able to switch out the ads depending on the season and depending on how many episodes an advertiser has paid for. If you are an independent podcaster, chances are the ad is in your podcast for life. So that is certainly something that is a perk for advertisers or brands that are partnering with you if you want them to work with you. Now, you can let them know that in addition to being a title sponsor for your podcast, you can also share about them as your brand partner on your social media posts. You can also have brand partnerships in the form of content that you can create for their platform. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship where the brand is sponsored sponsoring your podcast. Remember, you do have skills as a podcaster that they need, right? So you could create podcasts for them. You could host podcasts for other brands. There are a lot of ways that you can be creative about partnering with brands in order to generate income through your podcast. It doesn't necessarily have to be that the brands sponsor your show. You can partner with the brands for live events for your podcast audience, or you can host a workshop series for your audience that's sponsored by that brand. And perhaps you will give the brand the opportunity to address your audience directly, whether it's an in-person event or a virtual event. You can get creative about what brand partnerships can look like for you as a podcaster, but it's absolutely a viable way for you to build towards that $10,000 or more mark a month. So I would encourage you to rewatch this, brainstorm as you listen to each and every one of these. 
ways that this can be applicable to you as you are growing and hosting your podcast because it's not all about the ad revenue. There are other ways that you can generate a real living from your podcast. So don't be discouraged if you're still in the early stages of your podcast building journey. As I said, if you quit too soon, you will have stopped right before you're about to take off. You will have stopped before you have gathered all the data that brands are looking for or gathered all the data that will help you create digital products that your audience actually wants. So there is probably going to be a period of time where you're simply building and listening to the results that you get from building. Don't allow that to discourage you. Keep on going as you're building the podcast because on the other side of your building phase, you are going to be able to make this income. So in the comments, put in 10K podcaster and don't forget to share your podcast because I would love to see what you're building. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode.